The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Episode, I believe, 294 of Top Rope Nation. I'm Ryan Drosty, and Justin Joy, are you there? Are you there with me, Justin Joy? Boy, I hope so. We we can't have another uh, <clears throat> incident like last week, <laughs> unless it leads to you know Jesse getting back on. Then then, then we're good. <laughs> that is true. Always a good time talking with Jesse. Appreciated him jumping on last week. If you listened to last week's show on the podcast feed, I apologize. I did not edit out any of those problems we had. So you heard it just as it, you know, developed on the live feed on video. It ended up being, I heard from some listeners, they said it was a good show, even despite the technical problem. So hopefully Restream stays with us tonight, Justin. We can only hope and pray. At least, at least I think I know how to solve the problem if it happened again. But, you know, you're just... You're just going to have to vamp for a little while, which you're, you're getting, you're getting good at. <laughs> yes. I was just winging it. Uh, had some people say, no, you didn't miss a beat, Ryan. You sounded like you knew exactly what you were going to do next. I was like, I don't know, man. It must just be the teacher in me that I could just totally wing it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Justin, last week you opened the show, you were pouring some wine, you were ready to go. I don't see any wine or anything. Are you drinking this week? Okay. little Although, bourbon. <clears throat> Yeah, I although I probably shouldn't be, but I just can't help myself when it comes to talking wrestling on the podcast because I'm getting over what I can only assume to be my 300th cold of the season so far. Yeah, I'm just getting one if you can't tell. So yeah, I apologize for sounding man. nasally. Well, yeah, I, I was going to make the same apology because my, my nose is a little stuffy, but uh, got to have a drink when I pod with you, man. Yeah, it's tradition. I mean, it's been years. We always do this. <laughs> and then, you know, we were actually earlier today, peek behind the curtain. We were debating if we were going to do a show or not, because today actually is the 25 year anniversary of the night raw beat nitro in the ratings in 1998. We did a classic show on our Patreon feed like three years ago on this one. And I was debating releasing that to the masses decided though, when the news broke this afternoon about CM Punk, that how could we not do a show? So we decided to go live. Plus, I felt like I feel like I'm coming down with something. So we mm. better do something just in case whatever I'm getting hits me hard in the next couple of days. So, you know, I mean, there's plenty to talk about. It's funny because I texted you, you know, after we had decided, you know, let, let's pod tonight. And I texted you saying, well, I might be a little late. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make our normal start time. And then, you know, but an hour or so ago, I texted you, hey, I'm, I'm good to go. I'll be able to make our normal time. Then you texted me back saying, well, I'm not going to be able to. I'm going to be a little late. And it all worked out because I got down here, you know, right on time. And I looked down and there's there's cat shit under my bar. So I had to clean that up. <laughs> it never fails. Never Man. fails, right? 
Yeah, having a I, day. We man, dance night for my daughters around here. It was it was pretty hectic. So yeah, we we got it going about fifteen minutes later than usual. But we're glad you are tuning in wherever you're getting this podcast. We're streaming right now on the SE Scoops YouTube channel, and of course, going out immediately to all of the podcast feeds afterwards i mentioned patreon a second ago best way to support the show you can hear that uh review of that 1998 monday night raw from april 13th uh in the patreon archives and we got another top rope nation classic show on the horizon here probably in about two weeks jesse velasquez is going to make his first appearance on top rope nation classics as we review awa's wrestle rock 1986 oh. it did win the poll okay i did not yep. realize that all right yes indeed jesse is confirmed to come on because jesse from the minneapolis st paul area was actually at the show so he can share some insights on that it's going to be a lot of fun he was very young but he has memories of being there so looking forward to that and also special shout out to paul who joined the patreon page just a couple of days ago so paul really really appreciate your support you just see the paul. names yeah, I did not get a last name. Just Paul. I believe he's from the UK, however. Maybe Thank I'm you, wrong Paul. on that. Yes, he is from the UK. So, Paul, appreciate the support. Hopefully, you are enjoying all that bonus content. Patreon.com slash top rope. I'm boy, I'm excited that one because uh it it adds another layer to these classics when it's something I've never seen before and I don't really know anything about. So, you know, I I really gotta dig in with the research and just watch something with fresh eyes from, you know, a long time ago that can really alter the way you, uh, digest something. Yeah. hundred percent. A stadium show, Justin, and we might be talking about a stadium show once again here on the pod this week. I see all the regulars checking in in the chat room. Michael Jenkinson in the chat said, we're looking handsome tonight, Justin, Michael Jenkinson. No, my nose is looking a little red, but I, but thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. <laughs> CMTRN says Brian Zillum from Pro Wrestling Torch checking in here as well. Let us know if you are watching live. We're streaming YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all of the usual places. All right. No more delay, Justin. Joint. We got the news this afternoon. CM Punk and AEW return looks possible. It looks as though they are booking it, or at least there's some creative ideas being thrown around. AEW reportedly, according to Fightful Select, is moving forward under the assumption that he will be returning. There always is, you know, moving parts in this situation, especially as this one has developed with all of the personalities involved, the fight that occurred, the things that have been said on social media, what was said at the all out press scrum. But as of right now, I mean, it looks like he's coming back. And I got to say on this podcast, Justin, we have been pretty steadfast that we believe that punk was going to return eventually, that there was just, way too much money to be made. You would have to be an idiot to not bring this guy back. You have got to find a way to make it work. I mean, so it looks like they're going to your initial reaction to the news, Justin. Well, first off, you just said something that I want you to expound on because it's something I said earlier today. And then I got the retort of well, what you said was, you know, let's go make some money, make mm -hmm. more money. And the retort I got today was that well, these guys are on guaranteed contracts and they're not actually going to get more money out of this. So could you explain uh, to our audience how that works? So, yeah, it's true. They have guaranteed contracts, but there are other ways that 
angle between the elite and CM Punk can lead to money being made. Of course, number one, merchandising, uh, the affiliation with pro wrestling tees. They put out tons of merch, event T-shirts, stable T-shirts, T-shirts for the wrestlers. They put out posters of the matches. They have limited edition posters they throw up there. So even if your wrestling contract is guaranteed, you can still make more money based off a successful angle for sure. And then there's the fact that AEW, you know, by the end of this year, they're hoping to re-up their television contract. And, you know, if you pop the ratings and you get an increased rights fee from the network, you can pay out bigger contracts when your current contract comes up. So, I mean, it's it's definitely possible that this will lead to more money for all involved. The company makes more money and everybody mm-hmm. does better. And of course, we all want options on the national wrestling scene. And this by far, I mean, push back if you don't agree, Justin, this is by far the best storyline they could possibly have right now. It's the best return they can have. The ultimate dream matches that everyone wants to see. I believe for the most part involve CM Punk in some fashion uh, over the next year. What do you think? Could you imagine if like, if we're heading into the Wembley show and we're getting some sort of punk versus the elite match and they put out like a, a show t-shirt where it might be like a bit of a cartoon drawing, but it's like punk fighting with them. Like who wouldn't be buying that? Right. Yeah. I mean, Oh, um, So it was interesting that, you know, we got the, actually, you might have to help me on the timeline here. Did they announce Wembley and then uh, the Chicago show right before Forbidden Door was Wembley first? I believe the Chicago show was announced after. I'm not positive on that because I actually, believe it or not, this is funny. Last night, I was just looking at the upcoming AEW dates because, you know, being a teacher, I have some more time off coming up in the summertime. I was thinking, I wonder if there's going to be any shows in the Midwest here I could travel to. And that was the first time I noticed that they were running Chicago's unless I missed the announcement on TV last week. Uh, And so I saw it on there. I was like, oh, that's interesting. June 21st, I believe it is. Wintrust Arena, Mm -hmm. much better arena than the now arena. It's Mm -hmm. near downtown. Went to Revolution there. And... I'm like, oh, maybe I could think about going to that one. And then today, that news comes out that CM Punk, apparently, either he's going to return at that show or he's going to return around that time and be on that show. That's the working plan. It could change. But this is all according to Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp. But the the tickets for that show go on sale at the end of next week. So the tickets are not on sale yet, but they're going on sale very soon. So it's interesting that that news came out we've got we've got a decision to make there ryan i know i'm thinking about it i was texting tim's in the chat room was texting tim about this and he's like chicago trip and i was like "Mm, i'm thinking about it what do you think and you know it's not that far of a drive chicago in this in the summer is an awesome place to go i am supposed to barring me actually being able to get tickets you know i've been watching the resale market but that weekend i told my daughters about i could take them to the taylor swift concert in minnesota Mm. I could still go to Chicago, though, get back on Thursday and then Friday, drive up to Minnesota. So it's possible. I, I am definitely open to it. Uh, I loved the Wintrust Arena for an AEW show when I went before. It's so much better just because you can go there and then you can actually go out downtown mm-hmm. you know, versus out in the suburbs where there's freaking nothing to do. You might as well be in Iowa. Is Forbidden Door in Chicago again? 
No, Toronto. Oh, bummer. All right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. But that's interesting because, like, if he comes back right before Forbidden Door, I mean, like, at the go home show, I mean, are they going to get him on that show that quickly? I mean, I, it'll be interesting how they book this, but what it's the, exciting. Yeah. The thing I like about it is that it's, you know, what is that? That's two months from now. Is that that's about the perfect time for him to start showing up? to start Mm -hmm. building to Wembley so that you don't like if he was to debut in a couple weeks or even a month, uh, you might lose some of that heat uh, that he would have uh, going into Wembley. So I like the timing of that. And that's all, you know, that's, that's a lot of breadcrumbs saying he's coming back. The, I guess the two things about that report is number one, if it's true that the elite don't want to work with him, I mean, if he comes back and we don't get that match, especially at Wembley or All Out, those guys are going to be the biggest heels in a bad way in the entire yeah. uh, pro wrestling industry. And it's also going to be the the biggest, most distracting elephant in the room ever in the mm-hmm. history of mankind, you know, pro wrestling or not, if... We do not get that program. So I that that's a must. They have to iron that shit out. Uh if if the report's true, young bucks need to grow up. Um, because I do think it's more them than Omega. Cause there was the report a while ago that you know Punk and Omega uh had a conversation after the fight. Uh so that's what that's why I'd put it on Nick and Matt. The other thing that really bothers me is apparently there's the they're, they're talking about a Saturday show. Mm-hmm. that would possibly have a like a soft roster split to make it work between what, what the way I read it was to make it work between punk and the elite if they're not actually going to work together and boy do I hate that idea not only do I not need any more uh, wrestling during my week but to have it be a roster split just to uh, satiate you know these two uh, split sides is just, oh, I don't like it at all, man. Agree. Uh, I got to throw this up right now. Ryan Huffman in the chat. Harder task, getting tickets to Taylor Swift or getting Punk in the Elite in the same room. <laughs> 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 Way to go, Ryan. In the yeah, chat. well That's done. Hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, I, a lot of what you said here I want to hit on. So, yeah. yeah, the report that, you know, they might not want to work with him. Apparently, Punk's been trying to get a meeting. Get everyone in the same room, hammer out the differences. And same with Chris Jericho. Yeah. And apparently that from the, the way the report was written, it sounds like that's going to happen. That Jericho and Punk are going to sit down and figure out, you know, if they can hammer out their differences. It's They've had Jericho for a adult. long time. What's that? Jericho's an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to make money. And then on the other side, you know, you look at the elite and punk, and obviously. We, we've talked a lot about this over the last several months, but Punk came off very bad in the press scrum. And we mm-hmm. talked about, you know, like, man, we had just even buying CM Punk merch. You know, do you want to uh, do you want to wear your CM per- Punk merch? Now, I remember we talked about that on the show, but regardless of what happened and how negative it was and, you know, even the social media posts recently, the guy is trying to hammer out their differences and being an adult about it, regardless of, you know, if how he acted was acting like an adult up to your own perspective, what he's doing now is he is trying to make things right. And so 
if the elite will not even sit down with him, then it's really hard to blame Punk for the situation. Even if he was the instigator initially, he turns the tables on the elite. Now, to their defense, they could be playing the, there's a lot of politics involved. They are currently negotiating a new contract, mm. the Bucks and Omega with AEW. So, you know, they could use this situation to get more money. No, no question about it. And I think all of us would probably do the same thing, you know, like, oh, you want to bring this guy back, huh? But do you want us to stick around? You know, like, how can we work this out? Maybe a few more bucks. Maybe then we'll sit down with them. You know, I like independent it. contractors, you got to do that. So if that's what's going on, I cannot blame them at all. So I can't, I yeah, can't make a point. judgment either way right now. But that, yeah, I mean, that's definitely going on. And then, yeah, the elephant in the room thing they got to go to this soon when he yeah. comes back. Otherwise it'll just take over the arenas. And yep. so that's what I'm, I'm interested in is, you know, if he comes back in mid June and they want that big match to be in early September, that is, that's a long time. How they're going to do that build will be very, very interesting. You know, like, do they give punk some story where he's like slowly got to earn the match with them? You know, I mean, some very brief interactions over the months, I'm really curious to see how they do that. The soft roster split idea, not a huge fan either. I mean, it was our guy, Andrew Zarian from Mat Men. He broke that story that they were going to be doing a Saturday show. We talked on the po- about it on the pod a couple of weeks ago, uh, basically in the old WCW Saturday night time slot. And if you're going to split the roster, boy, I'd much rather be on Wednesday nights and Saturday nights because... <laughs> That show and the ratings, I don't think it's going to do nearly as well. I mean, it's a better time slot than Rampage, but it's Saturday night, you know. I mean, so, wouldn't you just if they're if they're even considering that? And I'm, I'm sure there's all sorts of things that I'm not aware of and why this can't happen. But do the hard roster split and just give it to ROH. Give them that time slot. That was what I was going to bring up next. So with ROH, what would you think if Punk returned and he was? He was sent to ROH, or he chose to go to ROH, and you get your Summer of Punk, but it's in Ring of Honor, so it really has the old school Summer of Punk, you know, feeling to it. And he kind of like works his way back up to AEW after going through ROH, and then you get the big match. Would you like that story or no? No. To your earlier point, I think I, I think it's something they have to do. Like, I mean, basically two months after he's back. They, yeah. they need to get to it. They need to get to some version of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I brought up doing the six man at Wembley, and then you can go to the individual matches at All Out. Um, there's also a version of maybe is is Hangman in the multi man match, and then and if that's the case, who would be the fourth man for Punk and FTR? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but. <sighs> No, I, I don't hate the idea of Punk being in Ring of Honor. Except for the fact that, you know, they're just on Honor Club. If they if, mm-hmm. if Ring of Honor was this Saturday show, I, I'd be a little bit more open-minded to it. Be honest although, with me. Although, man, fucking Eddie Kingston would not be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was going to say, be honest with me. How close have you come to pulling the trigger on Honor Club? Oh... I'm very tempted, man. I, I, I was a big fan of that, uh, super card of honor. Um, yeah, I was yeah, telling I mean, myself I wouldn't get it. And I've been very close. How much is it? Do you know? I think it's 10 bucks. Hmm. That's not bad. I, can, I think I could check. probably cut, cut some in the corners chat, you know. here or there. 
drink a little less? No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. Come on, Justin. Don't get crazy here. That's crazy talk. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see it on the homepage. I I was under the impression it was 10 bucks. Uh, something you were talking about last week is regards to the Wembley stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had our, uh, Warner brothers, HBO max announcement with no AEW talk. Yes, we did. Max max is coming. What? End of May was the, uh, time frame on that. I think so. Yeah. Which I saw somebody on, uh, on Twitter. God, once again, I wish I could remember who it was to give him credit, but they said, uh, I hope Peacock doesn't get any ideas about shortening their name. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you see that that service is going to have like an ads version, a no ads version, and then like what they call like ultra no ads version? What? And everyone was joking about that. Yeah. So there's going to be like the cheaper one and then one that's like around 15, 16 bucks, like what Max HBO Max costs now. And then there's one that's like ultra no ads. It's like 20 like something. And people are in the comments like, what the the hell does that mean and someone from hbo actually responded and said oh then you get the 4k the dolby atmos and uh more streams i guess is is the difference Hmm. Uh, can we can we do a really quick sidebar since we're talking about max here real quick hbo max are you watching succession yeah but i'm on season three still i'm like middle of season three so i'm almost caught up okay it's really good love it i would be i'd be watching it right now with the wife probably if we weren't potting because we're trying to catch up this yeah. season, man, you're you are in for a treat. Avoid spoilers. That's all I'm gonna say. Every time I see it on my Twitter feed, I scroll really quick because <laughs> I'm getting so close. I don't want it to be ruined. Yeah, know? don't don't ruin it this close. And I won't even say what's going on where I'm watching it because I don't want to ruin it for anyone yeah, else. No spoilers, absolutely. but yeah, I'm in the middle middle of season three right now. So yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's gonna be really interesting. Like creative wise, I'm really intrigued for how they do this. Obviously, he returns in Chicago. He's going to get a massive baby face response. Um, anywhere else, it might be kind of interesting, though. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, too, is like, you know, who would go over in that first match if, they, if they're going to do a possible six-man or basically any version of it? I mean, you kind of have to have Punk lose the first one to at least, like, send a message, which I think was part of the... You know, when when Mox beat him in that squash right before All Out, I think that's kind of what that was all about. It's like, hey, you fucked up calling Hangman out when he had no idea you were going to do that. You mm-hmm. know, so you you need to eat this one. Uh, and I wonder if they would have to do something similar here. Did you see <laughs> Punk put on his Instagram story like a Photoshop where his face was on Rocky Three? Rocky, yeah, I saw that, that. was pretty good. <laughs> that, was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Get this man back in pro wrestling. Jeez. Dude, if you go over a one-week period from doing like Punk and FTR versus the Elite to then a week later at All Out doing Punk and Omega, my God, it's two unbelievable weekends of wrestling, let alone the rest of the We haven't even talked about MJF, you know, like the, what's going on in the rest of the card too. I mean, or, I mean, boy. even if even if you want to hold off on uh, any interaction between Punk and Omega, have Omega Osprey at Wembley put Hangman into the Omega slot for the six man. And then maybe you can go to Punk and Omega at All Out. I mean, they they got a lot of options. That's that's sure. probably a better option because then you then they don't touch. You keep them away. Honestly, yeah. that's a better option. I think. Yeah. Well, they can make a lot of money, Justin. And I thought of another way they could make some money. And I hope they got these ready. I'm gonna hold it up on the stream right here. Oh boy. 
sell ice some of these bars. ice cream bars at Wembley Stadium. Get 50,000 <laughs> of them ready to go. We'll fly. Still got my wrapper from All Out Twenty One right here. Um, okay. I mean, anything else you want to hit on on Punk and the possible return? Shit, I I was just trying to remember you had talked about something on the Facebook page today that I would have liked you to have brought up on this. Oh, no. okay. This is about like enemies working together and stuff. I think so. Yeah. The bulls analogy. Yes. Yeah. So all the time. And I recognize that I'm not always talking about famous people, but still, you know, you always have to get along with coworkers. That's Justin, what it was. Yes. That's yeah. what it is. Justin, I'm sure that you work with people that you don't get along with or that you don't particularly like. I know I do. <laughs> and, you know, even people you've argued with before. Yes, I know it's not a press scrum streaming on YouTube, but still, it's still a personal relationship where it bothers you to be around them. But you have to grit your teeth and get through it because as the employee, you don't get to choose who works there. And so, yes, Tony Khan has to keep his locker room happy. But if they can make more money for the company, everyone should be happy about that. It gives them more strength moving forward with the television deal. And look, we got to be grownups here. <laughs> you know, this is clearly the number one thing that this company can do right now from a creative perspective. It's been this way for months. It's been the elephant in the room. Punk has not been released. He's still he's still hanging out there. You know, for a while he was recovering from his injury. But once he got healthy, all right, clock's ticking. What are we going to do here? And it's always been the no-brainer. I have never understood anybody who says, oh, no, they can't do that. It's a business. You have to do it. You have to at least try. And I brought up the analogy of in sports all the time, there are rivals who are on different teams and they talk trash. Sometimes they even cause injuries to each other. And then, you know, down the line, they end up working together because it's the smart thing to do. And the one I brought up was 1995 Chicago Bulls because it's a great example. Dennis Rodman was the hated enemy of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Year after year, they were losing to the Bad Boys Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Rodman was one of the most hated guys on that team. He injured Scottie Pippen at one point in time. They hated each other. But when the Bulls could go out and trade for him and get him from San Antonio, they did it because they knew this is going to make this team practically unbeatable. And yes, you had Phil Jackson managing the egos and everything. But dude, like they put aside the differences. Jordan didn't like him either, but they all sat down. It's like, look, we're going to be really good. And they went out and won three straight championships. <laughs> and so like, here it is for AEW. You got to get them in the room. Like Punk's trying to do to his mm -hmm. credit, work it out. Maybe we're never going to get along, but we can make some serious money here. Everybody wants to see it. There are people not watching AEW right now who see the discourse on social media, who I'm sure will tune in out of curiosity and it's going to help the company long-term. You have to do it. So, I mean, that's what I was talking about in the chat, the correlation there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to know if like, if we just had some superpower to know everything that ever happened in pro wrestling, if this would even rank in the top five or top 10 of guys working after having some big backstage fallout, you know, I'm mm -hmm. sure there's been like five or 10 instances in the history of pro wrestling that are far worse than this, where the guys eventually decided, 
you know, let's get our shit together, go out there and make some money. Uh, I, Sean and Brett, Survivor Series 97, you know. Yes, that's the best example because Sean Michaels went on television live, not on a YouTube stream, <laughs> and said that Bret Hart was cheating on his wife. For God's sakes, that is way worse than what they, CM Punk did. They, got, they, into a, they got into a fight backstage. Yes, and a fight weeks later. <laughs> which together it, it totally makes sense why punk is more than willing to like hey let's you know let's mend these fences and go out and make money because obviously he's yeah. a huge brett fan and i don't know i expect more out of the bucks you know in, in, mm-hmm. great point by you hopefully this is just uh a negotiation tactics on their part for their contracts yeah because i mean i god speed to them yeah absolutely <laughs> Honestly, God's do the same thing. get your money yeah god get that money so I mean, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of examples of, of backstage fights throughout wrestling, but I, I just, because it's a famous one, Brett and Sean is a great example. Cause I think that was way, way worse. And yeah, we, we had the screw job, but you know, Brett and Sean had the match. They worked yep. a storyline. They had Sean, you know, just two months later, special referee at SummerSlam after the fight. So, I mean, Sean had stormed out, said unsafe working environment and he was back in a few weeks. So <laughs> it can be done you guys it can be done get your money and then get in a room and make this thing happen because we're all waiting on it we want to see it oh, it'd, right. it'd be magnificent yes big biggest match in how long oh god quite some time i mean i've enjoyed their pay-per-views since all out but i mean i we've all said it kyle said it when he was on the show too like i think the punk situation really killed kyle's interest in pro wrestling yeah. to be honest with you and it took away from us too for a little while, you know. AEW step ha- kept having some good shows. I think I stopped, man. almost stopped watching for at least a month or so after. I mean, I had the baby and stuff like that that was thrown in there, but yeah, it was a gut punch, man. Yeah, probably like the Briscoes FTR match in December. Is that the last time you were like really pumped for a match? Yeah, yeah, dog collar, yeah. So. All right. I mean, we'll keep you all updated. Of course, get in the Facebook group. We had some great discussions going on about that today. Top Rope Nation pro wrestling discussion on Facebook. Uh, Justin, so I know we both watched Dynamite last night. Thoughts on the show? You were talking about the first half hour of the show, I know, with your camel emojis. I think a reference to humps, Justin Joint. Yeah, man. uh, There was at least two matches on this show that I, I would say humped that I would give multiple humps to in my hump ratings. Uh, I dude, I, that both Darby and swerve and orange Cassidy versus buddy Murphy were just fantastic. I I loved both those matches. Orange Cassidy is just, boy, he has just gone from somebody that, you know, I never disliked him, but he just keeps growing and growing and growing on me. And as far as, Darby Swerve, I had a fun conversation with my kid because, you know, I let him stay up a little bit later because he's a huge Darby fan. And he was getting he was getting upset with me because I was kind of rooting for Swerve because I was like, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm a fan of Swerve, too. And he's like, but he's a bad guy. It's like, well, sometimes I like the bad guys. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and real quick before I forget. I almost think all other wrestlers need to retire their dive to the outside because Darby's is just on another level with that one. Mm -hmm. There's so much violence 
in the way that he does his. It's just incredible. But that match had a little bit of everything for me. You know, it it had the it had good commentary to start with, which I, you know, I actually yeah. paid attention to a little bit. You know, they're talking about how Swerve was uh had the, I think, one match up on Darby, 4-3. They talked about apparently Swerve had been in a car accident or got hit by a car, which explained like his his leg injury, which we got some uh, limb work in the match. It was hard hitting. The baby face, baby face kept working from underneath. Uh, I, I liked the finish. And then you go to Orange Cassidy and Buddy Murphy, you know, boy, two guys that couldn't look any different that you would think couldn't work any different. And, you know, they put on a real humper too. I, I was thoroughly entertained by both those matches. And that opening match, you know, they, that, and then the post-match segment, they gave them, I mean, what was it? 30, 35 minutes mm-hmm. by the time the interview segment afterwards with MJF and sting, I thought the whole thing was fantastic. Yeah. The, the match was great. As you said, I love what they're doing with swerve and then what they do with Keith Lee at the end with him getting involved there in that mm-hmm. finish. Really good stuff. Finally and getting then, back to that. I yeah. like, I was wondering what the hell had happened with that. Yep. And then, yeah, the promo with MJF, we talked just last week on the show about is the four pillars thing worthy of the world title right now, you know, and we were kind of questioning it. I will say this segment really amped it up a notch. Definitely. That's, you know, and that's what we were talking about. It's like, boy, they might have to pull the trigger on this before the main event to get to something else. But Mm -hmm. now I'm looking at, it's like, we got what, like six, six or seven. Yeah. yeah, Episodes of dynamite. And it's really starting to grow on me. I, 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 it doesn't feel like a main event yet. I don't think there's any question as to who's going to win, but if they keep building it like they are, I think this is something that we could all get pretty excited for. And, and more importantly, I, I think it could lead down the road to a, a big, big MJF first Derby match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Agree. And I love man, how good was sting in the segment. Great. Except for the pom-poms could have done That's without true. that. Could have done without <laughs> that stinger. I did notice when he came out, his coat looked a little big. Yeah, yeah, it was looking a little puffy. Yeah, so it was, uh, that was a little weak, but I thought his promo was really good. I did like the nods to, you know, his past history with Flair and the NWO guys and everything. Um, he, so, he made mention of, you know, kind of, this is his last run, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ryan was asking in the chat, Huffman, uh, when do we think that's coming? You know, Sting Swan Song. Sting mentioned that he was coming to the end of his run. Yeah. So there's been a lot of, you know, the tie in to uh, what, 30 years since Sting beat Vader over mm-hmm. in the UK for the world title? I think it was like March 93. Yes. I think so. That's right. Yeah. People have been talking about the Wembley show. You get this big stadium audience, of course. I think, I think that that would be a great time to do it and be hard to top a stadium show for AEW, which I, again, talked about this last week, I think is going to sell beyond what people are thinking, especially if you get punk back in there. And I think anything above 40,000 is, is all gravy. I thought I saw a lot of good discussion about this after we did our show last week and how there's been massive. I think it was Will Washington was talking about like the nitro at the Georgia dome, you know how they did for Hogan and Goldberg right around 40,000 people. You can get more than 40,000 people in the Georgia dome. They set up mm-hmm. 40,000 people. 
looked great on TV, and it was a huge house. And, you know, again, for AEW, we said this last week, you get them in Wembley Stadium, you sell 40, 50,000 tickets. It doesn't matter. You don't have to draw 90,000. It's still multiple times over what you're doing in an arena. It's going to look like a spectacle, even if you set it up for half the stadium. It'll look way better than anything they've done. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a massive success. So I think if you do Sting's farewell this year, that's probably, I think, probably the spot to do it. What do you think? Uh, I'm kind of torn because I still kind of want to see him at all out. So I don't know if there's a version where he can take his first loss at Wembley mm-hmm. and maybe have one last match at all out. Uh, I mentioned in the Facebook group, uh, oh, who was it that they want uh, Sting and Jericho? Was it, I think that was David Jenkinson. Was Michaels. it David? Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember if it was David or Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I that doesn't really interest me too much. And honestly, I, I was I think I made the point of saying at this point, you'd probably rather have Sting in a tag team match to kind of cover for his age if you want a classic match. But the more yeah. I think about it, it's like I think if you if you want that one last Sting singles match, Wembley. MJF Sting, I mean, they they had the interaction tonight. It's looking like we're going to get the four pillars match at double or nothing. You know, that could maybe lead to Sting one last singles match for the world title. That would be a good way for him to go out. And that That's would be, it. boy, would that be a, a feather in MJF's cap that we would hear about for the next decade ending Sting's career. True. Yeah, and you play into the history again of he's won the world title over there before. So you can add that to the build too. I like I like that. Yeah, there's multiple ways they could go. Especially, I, yeah, selfishly, I, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, especially if you actually have the big main event of Punk versus Elite. Yeah, because I, I don't th- I don't think you want MJF versus Sting as your main event. No, no. Yeah, I mean selfishly, because I'm fairly certain I'm gonna be at All Out. Um, I don't know about you, Justin, but I'll try to twist your arm enough. Keep um, twisting, buddy. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to take my kid. Yeah, here you go. So selfishly, I'd like to see the last match in person. But, you know, I, I understand if they do it over there, it, it would be a great setting for it. So we'll see. There's so much exciting stuff on the horizon. Look, last year, we were all amped for the summer of punk and we didn't get it. Now we actually could get it, you know. So I hope this is going to be a great summer. I mean, boy, it's got to be better than last year. Justin got home from Vegas and got COVID. Yeah. Got to start out better this year, right? Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Hey, something else uh, while watching this dynamite that I I have to run by you because it was something I thought about like weeks ago, but just never shared it on the podcast. And I just assume it's some sort of Mandela effect. I could have sworn that Orange Cassidy was one of the pillars. That he was one of the four pillars. Hmm. I I don't know which one he would have subbed out for, but I could have sworn he was one of them. It would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Know? Like it didn't yeah. like when, when the four pillars start talk started, it didn't seem like Sammy was quite there or maybe, you know, I know they've always been big on jungle boy, but I don't know. I could have sworn that Cassidy was one of them. Yeah, I am. I'm look. I'm Googling it to see if there was ever a reference it, to that. Yep. And maybe that's just because of his current run which is mm. phenomenal and 
the fact that you know he's been with the company since the jump. Yeah, I think there was a T-shirt. Um, there, released there a was. while ago. Yeah, yeah, Tim just pointed out Darby, MJF, Sammy, and Britt. That's I know. Like she put in there that she's one of the pillars, but mm-hmm. um, I think there is a another t-shirt out there with the actual four pillars so i don't know just something i wanted to bring up yeah um anything else on dynamite you wanted to talk about um Uh, the results kind of fresh up my memory two things uh criticism Mm -hmm. because you know we criticize when it's due a lot of interferences and run-ins in this show, I think orange Cassidy and uh, buddy Murphy was the only one that didn't have some sort of run in or interference. Cause you know, we had Prince Nana and cage in the first mm-hmm. match and then, you know, sting came out and then uh, Jeff Hardy coming out to the rescue. Oh, that's what we need to talk. about. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, let me finish my thought here. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and then uh, Omega and the young bucks coming out with the, uh, Blackpool Combat Club segment, which I enjoyed that entire match too. That was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hater, Britt coming out for the women's tag match, Swerve, and then Adam Cole coming out for the main event. So uh, I would pref- prefer Tony to maybe not do the same thing for every single segment on the show. Yeah, man, Britt got a massive pop when she came out. Loud DMD chants. Um, We'll talk about Hardy in a second. What did you think of that backstage segment with the car getting destroyed with the forklift? Yeah, didn't really care for it. A little little too much Attitude Era vibes there. Yeah, I've never been ever, you know, it it peaked, I think, with Austin putting the cement in the car. Mm -hmm. Everything ever since has not been as great. That thinking, what are these people thinking as they're driving by? (laughs) There was like traffic going by as this was happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just that that entire feud is just kind of lost a lot of its steam for me obviously Wardlow yeah. is nowhere near where he was a year ago and I, i'm you know, i'm a big fan of both guys i i hope they can figure it out but as of right now it's it's lacking a lot mm-hmm. uh i interrupted you there did you have something else you're gonna go to i don't think so no i'm okay. ready to oh one more thing before we get to the the no, never mind. I'm not going to make a tasteless joke here. Uh, Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. All right. Uh, a criticism I saw online that's it's something that I'm kind of okay with is the Bullet Club, Club Gold. Like I saw people complain. It's like, you got Jay White, now you're going to put him in a tag team. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if, if you don't have any top singles feuds form ready, and, and I, it sure seems like Tony's got a lot of them kind of laid out probably, f- you know, going into the summer. Why not use him in this way? You know, if they have to lose to FTR to anybody, Juice Robinson's right there to take the fall. You can keep Jay White strong for a, a, a singles match going into the, you know, the fall or winter. So I actually mm-hmm. don't mind that. I, I'm very much over the Bullet Club stuff, but I, I think this is actually a good use. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have anything for him, might as well play off that history at least yeah. too. So, yeah, Jeff Hardy. So, this is pretty divisive online, and this is where you made the point in the in the group on Facebook that look, if you're going to bring back Jeff Hardy, 
how can you say you can't bring back CM Punk? And that led to some good discourse in our group. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, Jeff, the, the news had broken in the afternoon. He was going to be there in Milwaukee. And Jeff came out in this segment with Matt and Ethan Page, where there was this big brawl. Um, you had Lee Moriarty out there. You had Big Bill out there. Um, you had Hook come out. And eventually, you know, Jeff made the save, got a huge pop, as you would imagine after such a long layoff and being back. But, you know, it goes back to why he's been gone for a long time, Justin. Mm -hmm. Yet another, you know, driving while intoxicated situation and far from his first. And, you know, you had made the point in the group that what Jeff Hardy has done in his personal life with all of these infractions, I mean, obviously he has an addiction, but Mm -hmm. still. To have to put people's lives in danger is way worse than the punk situation. And he has proven himself many times to be a danger to society. And to bring him back after all of these continued infractions does reflect poorly on AEW. So, you know, he's had help. Maybe he's had help. I know he refused to go to a rehab at one point for wwe you know i don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him right now if they they obviously feel comfortable bringing him back i don't know if it's the wisest decision or not given the history but i think it's it's questionable and i agreed with you right when you posted that in the facebook group that look man you're gonna bring this guy back how do you not bring back cm punk yeah my point was also like you know, if the roster's okay with them bringing Jeff Hardy yes, back, they better yeah. be okay with bringing CM Punk back, which uh, I also don't think the roster was consulted on it. I'm assuming Tony is just a fan of Jeff Hardy and wants to believe in him. I, I think everybody wants to give people second chances or third chances, but um, some of the stuff in, in Jeff's past, you know, as you pointed out, it's it's not just, shit shit talking some people in the wrestling industry and you know maybe breaking the hearts of some fans you know he's putting lives in danger he's lucky that someone has not been killed or seriously injured in in the last instance you know i I, it was on a suspended license in a car that i'm pretty sure when i read the report it was you know a car that required a breathalyzer to even start. So I don't know how he got around that, but it, it's just weird. Like I, I just don't get it. And even, even if that wasn't the case, I'm pretty over the whole Hardy's experience. Um, I guess my big question is how much is the wrestling industry and, and wrestling in general part of his demons like Mm -hmm. just the toll that his body takes because he can't go half-assed in the ring you know he he goes balls out he always has bad combo (laughs) yeah i mean like you know what jump through the ladder is is gonna hurt his body bad enough that he decides you know shit i need a drink or something like that that's just gonna send him spiraling once again Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure his addiction is demons isn't, you know, the only thing tied to what has happened, but it, it's got to play a part of it. So I, I more than anything, it, it, Tony Khan has been criticized from the jump from, you know, people like us who, who love AEW and want to see it succeed to 
uh, bad faith actors and WWE tribalists who criticize every single thing he does Mm -hmm. to me, this is the biggest question mark I've seen him make by a pretty large margin. Agree. Just because of how serious it is. I mean, I think drunk driving has, and drug abuse in general has impacted almost everybody. I'm sure there's people out there listening right now where it's impacted them in a negative way. We're not talking about a situation or someone screwed up one time and you you know you mentioned the the lives in danger thing what happened with punk you turn that into a wrestling angle mm-hmm. you know you can't turn into uh hurting someone in a accident into a wrestling angle and it's real life what's going on here and there's no coming back from it and you know it goes back to that old saying when someone tells you who they are you should believe them and it's not a one time instance we all want jeff to do better i mean yeah. justin when i first met you you're the biggest jeff hardy fan yeah. i think i had met you used to do swanton's off of the shelf in the back where we worked onto a bunch of uh cardboard boxes that was like your trademark right we all love, love jeff hardy back in the day but man this has been going on way too long you can't have this you can, and it's totally inexcusable in the era of ride sharing. I don't know how anyone can dr- drunk drive these days. I don't yeah. know how. I mean, in my college days when I was drinking a lot, I'd been, you know, I've been feeling pretty good from a lot of drinks at different times in my life. And I have never gotten to a point where I thought it was a good idea to drive. I mean, I've been really bad off and still realize there's no way I should drive right now. I don't know how it happens. I just, I just, and especially when you can just pick up your phone or have someone, one of your friends get you a ride in, in, you know, in full disclosure, in my younger days, I, I have, I, I've driven when I sure as shit should not have. Um, I I've, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm embarrassed of some of the things I've done when I was younger, but I also grew up and realize that I can't be doing that shit uh, because there's other people out there besides from myself. And and like you said, when you add in the ride shares, there's absolutely no reason for this to happen. Uh, so you didn't I, have multiple tickets for it. Yeah, yeah. Very publicly, yeah. Zero. And, and it's not even just like outside the ring, you know, impact with Sting, the main event, you know, what if he was just a little bit less obviously fucked up in that match where, where Sting, you know, said, Hey, we're, this is not happening, buddy. I'm rolling you up one, two, three. We're getting, we're going home. Mm-hmm. If he, if, if Jeff had just been a little bit less fucked up where he could have covered it, what if he would have seriously injured Sting in the match? I mean, we're making a lot of assumptions here without knowing all the facts. You, you got to assume, you got to hope. Tony knows something that, you know, we don't that, you know, maybe Matt is, has information that we don't, I mean, something that they think it's okay to bring him back. I, but I don't see it and I can't comprehend what that would be. I mean, at least having his brother there, you would hope he can help kind of keep tabs on him. But I mean, didn't work last summer. I know. I, I hope I hope Tony knows what he's doing, but it w- definitely wasn't the best look. Not the best look at all. So, I mean, not to end the show on a downer, but I, th- I, think, the, <laughs> I think the criticism is 
is more than warranted and, and we'll see how it shakes out but i hope i hope nothing like that happens again with the guy because we've been here before way too many times so yeah. i don't want to end it on a downer hold on just a second oh where's he going What is he doing? He's picking up something. I bet it's going to be a wrestling figure. For for anybody with the camera on, I, I ordered I it, it during WrestleMania. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Oh, Stunning Steve. I, I haven't I haven't had the fortitude, the guts to take it out of the packaging yet. Uh, I, in fact, I still, I just had to take it out of the cardboard box cause I don't want my kid to see it and want to play with it. <laughs> oh, Justin, it, it, it's the, the WCW television title wearing stunning Steve Austin, uh, elite collection action figure. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> it. It is the red leather TV title that had like yes. the networks on the side, the best one. Oh. oh man, that is a great figure. I love yeah. that. I hope Aaron Graham's watching this because he's a big wrestling figure guy. Yeah. It's a work of art. Great fig. Great. Fig. And showed up really quick. I go, you got that way faster than any of my ringside orders. I got to tell you, my take forever usually. Yeah. Mine, mine was a week. Yeah. I ordered it during WrestleMania. Yeah. Huffman wants to know, he's got a question. Does Drew McIntyre show up in AEW? Well, we talked, was it last week we talked about that? And then I saw, uh, Dave say zero chance yeah. at least at least as far as Wembley was concerned I you know I I hope he is using them for leverage at the very least but if I'm Drew McIntyre I got to be super disappointed in my creative over the last couple of years because that guy held that company together during the pandemic and he's never been the same he's never got the same opportunity you know it just timing wise was so bad when he had his moment during, at that moment in time but they've never really They've never given him his due after that. It's been really, really frustrating to watch. And if he went, I wouldn't blame him at all. I'd be thinking about it if if the money is at all comparable. And, you know, for Drew, now with the, the UFC merger happening and everything with Endeavor, he might not get as good of an offer as he would have six months ago. Actually, almost yep. surely will not get as good of an offer given that company's history with contracts, with their talent. So I do think that helped the possibility that Drew could go to AEW. I was I was under the impression though that that he was under contract beyond Wembley anyway. So I, I was thinking oh, it was so gonna I didn't happen. Know that. Okay. I was thinking it was gonna happen later if it does happen. Tim bringing up Goldberg. I mean, I guess I couldn't blame him if they brought in Goldberg for the Wembley show, as much as I do not like William Goldberg. I'd understand it from a star power perspective, as long as it was like a one time shot. But. Is Punk Goldberg a draw? That's a draw, right? I, I guess maybe not in 2023, but boy, those are two big names that you could throw out there. I mean, as long as Punk gets to kick him in the head, I'm good with it. <laughs> Beat him with a sharpshooter. Why not? Oh, you know he would. <laughs> totally do it. <laughs> if we could do that, do it. I'm down. Absolutely do it. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. So, yeah, check us out in the Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Drosty, D-R-O-S-T-E. Justin's at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T. Patreon, a couple of weeks. We got Wrestle Rock 86 coming. Lots of great stuff on the horizon. We appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. It's been show's been a lot of fun recently. We've talked so much 
WWE going into WrestleMania that it kind of feels good to just do a little AEW this week. But, you know, we'll try to split it 50-50 as best we can moving forward. As best we can. As best we can. (laughs) All right, you guys. We hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Talk to you next time. Peace. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.